Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's up and welcome to the episode of the Grindline Podcast. You are listening to episode, I believe it's 190. We're getting close to 200, mm. Ryan. We did, we're going to do something fun for that? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we will. We will do something fun for 200. I'll get something lined up. Um, but I'm here tonight, as you can see, with Ryan or here with Ryan. If you are not watching us on YouTube and are listening <laughs> to us on a regular other device, that's not a computer. Or maybe you are listening to the podcast on a computer. I don't know. Whatever. We're here tonight to talk about a couple things. We are yeah. nearing uh, prospect tournament and training camp. We nearing will taste it. Yeah, it's tomorrow. We are recording at 829 p.m. on the 14th. It is tomorrow. Um, we will have Daniela Bruce on next Monday to talk about her impressions of the like fresh off the prospect tournament. She will be able to give her firsthand impressions of who she saw, what she liked, what interested her, what stood out. Um, but yeah, we love Dan- uh, having Daniela on, and we'll we will to make have sure we on. ask about her uh, packing list too. Oh she my was, god! Uh, I saw you see her tweet earlier. Freaking out! Pa- packing for all she's what two weeks? She said she's up there for, and she has to pack for all three seasons because you know it's Traverse City, and you never know what you're going to get. So if you've never been to Traverse City, or if you haven't been to Upper Michigan in the September, August, September, October timeframe. During the day, uh, in the morning, it is like a nice spring day. It's in like the 60, mid 60s. Uh, during the evening, afternoon to evening, you can literally get up to like 85. And then at night, you're like down to 50 degrees or 40 degrees. So sounds like my house right now, actually. Yeah, northern Michigan is a mixed bag of temperatures. And yeah, Daniela asked, how can she fit three seasons worth of clothing into one suitcase? And my suggestion was to buy a roof rack. It's 59 degrees in Traverse City right now at 8.23 p.m. Yeah, what was it? Uh, what's it supposed to be like tomorrow at like noon, though? <laughs> so 10-day forecast, if we're going that far, tomorrow's a high of 79. It's going to get up to 85 on Saturday. Here's the fun one. So it'll be 85 Saturday, 80 Sunday, Monday 75, Tuesday 84, Wednesday 80. Sounds great, right? The lows. Thursday 67. <laughs> And then the so lows are, are the like highs. in the yeah the lows are like in the fifties. Yeah, well, next Thursday it's supposed to be sixty-seven with a low of fifty-one. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah it's terrible. Uh, but welcome to North, right welcome to Northern Michigan. So tonight, what we're going to talk about, we got uh, like I said, we got the roster pulled up for the prospect tournament. A lot of free agent invitees. Another and, exciting year for us. Yeah, and we're going to talk about some PTOs that have been signed around the league. Ryan, though, wanted to first start off with a longtime Detroit favorite, Danny DeKaiser. (laughs) Danny DeKaiser has signed a PTO with the Vancouver Canucks. Is Quinn Hughes going to have to carry his corpse? Oh, poor guy. I mean, good for him for getting a PTO, but I thought he was done. Me too. I thought he was definitely going to announce his retirement. Like, like, I feel like he's just delaying the inevitable at this point. I mean, sure, he's probably in 
great shape for what he's used to. I mean, maybe, I don't know. It's, you could tell last year he wasn't there. No, it's the leg. It's the leg, leg or legs. Well, it's, it's the leg. He lost muscle mass in his leg from when he had his back problem. And it just, as you get older, it's harder to rehab. Yeah. And I'd say as you get older, I mean, I think I'm still older than Danny DeKaiser. Yeah, I no, think maybe I am not. too. Maybe not. You need 35. See, 35 or 34? Well, then I am younger than Danny DeKaiser, but that's Shit. neither here nor there. It, uh, it's just DK, like I said, he used to be one of the most consistent defensemen in the league. And then injuries oh, caught up with him. Okay, I'm 32. Oh. When's his birthday? What's the, what's the month? March 7th. Okay, so he is older than me by months, but... I thought because now you can tell he's a step slower and that's why he's not as good because he steps several steps slower, (laughs) like half a rink. And (laughs) it leads to lapses for lack of a better word. And I wasn't surprised when no one signed him in the offseason. And I was surprised when he got the PTO from Vancouver. But Danny DeKaiser is going to try to make the Vancouver roster and knowing Vancouver, they'll sign him because, you know, Canucks, Canucks stuff. Right. Right. I don't know if if he gets there. Good for him. If not, maybe that'll finally be the nail in the coffin. If you will. call it quits, it's, it's, it, it's disappointing for sure, because he was a reliable shutdown guy who brought some bright spots, if you will, had a beautiful OT, OT goal from several years ago that always he was a good defensive player. He made things happen when you needed him to make things happen. And yeah, it's just the, the ship is sailed for him in Detroit, which is perfect for where we're at but if he you know what can do something good for him we'll see how it goes because i know he's got his whole family he's been here forever because didn't he go to western uh yep and i believe he also went to de la salle so yeah so good luck we'll see what happens but it's not detroit so i'm not too upset about it me too uh we're gonna move through a few of these other ones new jersey has signed zach sanition to a pto which i was kind of confused on i mean he was here's your boston draft history in 2015 he was picked number 15 overall by the boston bruins he is a right shot right wing though he has bounced around i mean he was in providence for three seasons before getting two games with the bruins back to providence spent part of 1920 with the bruins part of 2021 with the bruins back to Providence to the Belleville Senators. And then now he's so I guess he's currently in the Ottawa or was in the Ottawa club, the Ottawa sphere. But he's 20 like you're going down a dangle trade tree right now. He's 25. That's the thing. Like he should still be an RFA. Well, did he ever sign his initial contract? I mean, he played with Boston, so he had to have signed a contract. Well, if they didn't, if he, uh, got through his RFA and they didn't tender him, then he would have become a UFA. Then went to Belleville. Okay, that makes sense. But he is now going to be trying out to be a New Jersey Devil. His last season in Belleville in 16 games, he had three assists. And in Ottawa in two games, had zero, just nothing. Uh, Also that season in Providence, he played 51 games and had 31 points, 19 goals, 12 assists. So that's a 15 overall draft pick that probably went wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah you know, uh, we will move on to Victor Rask. Victor Rask has signed a PTO in Columbus. Last, really? Yeah. Last season, Vic, uh, Victor Rask split between the Minnesota Wild, the Iowa Wild and the Seattle Kraken. 
Uh, in Minnesota, he had 29 games played with 13 points. In Iowa, he had 10 points in 10 games. And in Seattle, he had eight points in 18 games. He is currently 29 years old, and he is a left shot center. Um, I mean, Columbus is going, they just got Johnny Gaudreau, so they're pumped and they're ready to go. And they're just looking for filler, maybe. I don't, I don't stay up on Columbus because I hate Ohio. Well, that's, that's one way to do it. You got any more PTOs you want to touch on? Because I want to touch on what I think might be one of the steals of the uh, free agency period. Okay. Uh, Arizona has a PTO on Alex Chason and Chris Gibson. Columbus also has one on Ben Harper. The Kings have one on Nate Thompson. Seattle has one on Daniel Sprong, has signed Daniel Sprong to a PTO. And the other one that was eh, mostly interesting was the Toronto Maple Leafs have signed Zach Aston Reese to a PTO. Uh, Zach Aston Reese, if you remember coming out of Northeastern University, who is a highly, highly sought after um, mm-hmm. college free agent, he signed with the Pens. He I'd played he good years in Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, g- decent years. I mean, no, 17. That's, that's a fair way to put it. 17 points in 43 games, 13 points in 57, 15 and 45. So he never scored over 20 points, but he was good defensively. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he played a depth role, a, a depth shutdown fourth line role. And I'm I know the re- everyone and every time there was a free agent out of college, the Red Wings fan base was like, gimme, 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 gimme. And I'm really glad this was not one that landed here because, I mean, it's it didn't turn out too well. And now he's headed uh, to Toronto on a PTO. I don't know. You also cut out there. So I have no idea what the last part of that Zach Aston Reese comment was. So I'm just going to agree with whatever he said. He's just going to suffer in Toronto. But yeah, poor, um, poor guy. How about the Evan Rodriguez signing by Colorado? Yeah. How about the fact that Evan Rodriguez's agent made him lose out on over eight point two million dollars? Wait, what? Yeah. So if you hadn't seen Evan Rodriguez uh, did, was it Rod Riggs? Rodriguez, I think it is. He signed a was it one year two million dollar? Is it one year two million dollars? Yeah. So one year two million dollar contract, and it was reported that his he earlier had a a contract offer of like three years and like uh ten point two million dollars or something, Mm -hmm. and his agent told him to turn it down. Um, because the base, Pittsburgh or uh, they didn't name the team, but they said to turn it down because better deals would be coming or whatever. And then later on, nothing came. He fired his agent, got a new one and signed a two million dollar <laughs> contract with Colorado. Wow. So, yeah, um, <laughs> you have to put a lot of trust in your agent and sometimes it can backfire. He is off to the Colorado Avalanche on a two million dollar, I believe, one year contract, which is a steal for him, I think. Totally. That's huge. And what's even more crazy is that Colorado. Are they they've got everyone signed to a deal? They've got nobody that's stuck with. LTIR, they are under the cap right now with signing him and still have a roster spot available. Yeah, that's I mean, he's 29 years old. He is a right shot center. He had 43 points in 82 games last season for Pittsburgh. And then Pittsburgh went, no, we don't need a productive center. And they let him walk. 
And one, that was probably really dumb on their part, because how how much longer does Evgeny Malkin have left? Crosby and Crosby. I mean, he's he's twenty nine. So is he their level? No, no, we know that. But you still need centers. He's in every situation type guy. That is what you want in most centers, for that matter. Sure. Now, he's twenty nine years old. Is is that a problem? Not right now. He had a career year last season, so that's potentially a problem. Sure. But when you are the defending Stanley Cup champions and you have a ton of money because you're amazing at cap uh, management and you can basically get whatever you want for as cheap as you want, because there's that chance of, again, being a back to back Stanley Cup champion winning again. Mm -hmm. So you can get a guy like Evan Rodriguez who says, fuck it. I'm going to take $2 million and go play for the Avs for a year and see what happens. Yeah. Knowing that he's going to get decent time. Like he'll probably be in most situations, especially with Kadri moving on. Yep. So he's got the opportunity there to slot in potentially, you know, as a third line guy. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see what happens over there because there's still a powerhouse team. Like I said, mm-hmm. and they've got a ton of money left. So they do. Well, a ton of money. They have what? 1.9 million left. Mm, you sure? Yeah, 1.9. Okay, I thought they had way more than that. They did make some signings, though, so that makes sense. Yeah, they're, they're max. They're 20, 22 out of 23 on the roster, but what's going to be interesting is that they're in a very similar situation as Detroit, but you can argue that he's one of the top players in hockey, and Nathan McKinnon is going to be due a contract after this season. So he's only making $6.3 million. He is going to be making significantly more after this year. So that will make their cap situation interesting, but you got to think, you know, now we're talking about the avalanche way too much, but you got to think that Eric Johnson's 6 million is not coming back. So they'll have some wiggle room. If the cap goes up, they're going to be in a good spot. They got a lot of guys they are going to have to bring back to make things happen, but their core is pretty much locked down with the exception of McKinnon right now. Now you want to talk about a player that does not have a contract yet. Ooh, let's the Dallas Stars, Jason Robertson. He is an RFA non ARB eligible. He is 23 years old. He had 79 points in 74 games last season. Really? 79 points in 74 games. 41 goals, 38 assists. Uh, They have not signed him yet. They have about seven million dollars in cap space. Last I checked. And. Their owner is just being a huge dick about it, I guess. Uh, So last I read, he said that he is not a fan of giving these young guys high money, long contracts because it takes away from veterans. Like you can't sign veterans when you give all these young guys these really big contracts. Does he forget that the how old is he? Who? Jason? Yeah, he's 23. Hey. (laughs) What are, you, what are you waiting for? I mean, like, yeah. Why? What What are you like? I just pulled up Jay Fresh. What do you think his projected war percentage is right now? Don't don't without without looking. Just guess. His uh, war is probably at a uh, 96. Oh, that's a good guess. 99. Yeah. OK. Yeah, I mean, he's EV an offense, offensive machine. EV offense is a 99. His power plays a 66. His finishing's a 99. Goal per 60 is a 94. Primary assist for 60s and 97. He's playing top competition. It's a 94. Mm-hmm. His teammates are 81. 
He's doing more with less. Yep. He's one of the top players, arguably, in hockey at 23 years old. Mm -hmm. Pay him and give him term. (laughs) It's not that hard. Yeah, it apparently is for the owner of the Dallas Stars, though. But that's see, that's what pissed me off is that you go back. Somebody called out on our episode from the Larkin contract talk that giving Larkin seven, eight years is comparable to Suter and Parisi. First of all, it's not because they were given 12 year contracts with insurmountable amounts of money for that period. And it has completely screwed over the team. The contract scenarios we've talked about for Larkin would not do that, nor would they go that long. And you got to expect that it's not going to be a full no trade, no movement clause like these guys had. Yeah. But, and this is a completely different scenario. Like this is what we're going to be running into potentially with Cider and Raymond is if they continue on this projection, are people going to get pissed off that we're going to give them an eight year deal at 22 years old? I hope not. Because I tell you right now, good luck finding a replacement. Yeah, exactly. You're going to place, uh, replace Mo Sider with? Like, nothing? Oh, Simon, Simon Evanson will be people's argument. Well, we've got yeah. another one there. Well, Simon's a left shot. Yeah, the, so the Stars fans are mad that they signed uh, Jim Nill to a contract extension before signing... <laughs> one year. No before less. signing Jason Robertson. But uh, the owner... Gag, what a name. Uh, Tom Gaglardi is the Dallas Stars owner. He is quoted as saying that the club has cap space to sign them, them being uh, Jason Robertson and Jake Ottinger, that they have cap space to sign them, but it's finding the right fit in dollars in term. He says these conversations are happening. I can't tell you that a deal is imminent, but maybe one of them is more imminent. I don't know. Uh, He says that you're uh, basically you're an RFA. There's no deadline. There's no hurry. That's how things go. So, I mean, the the season's starting here in uh, about a month and you don't have your 40 goal scorer because I guess you think 40 goal scorers grow on trees these days. Uh, and, and here's a hint. They don't. So I what are you waiting for? Yeah. I mean, like I said, you look at Detroit where they're at. You got a near point per game guy in Larkin. Robertson got more than he did point wise. Mm-hmm. Got to expect that he's going to be asking for nine million plus, which makes sense. You kind of at this point would do that with him. Um, but again, like that's what we're probably going to be looking at with Raymond. Yep. Because if he continues remotely close to what he did this in his rookie season at 19, like good luck. Hold on to your pants here, folks, because there's going to be a lot of money that we're going to have to dish out, whether you like it or not. And you, for all of our sakes, we better hope that that freaking. Uh, salary cap keeps going up. I don't understand how you say that. Basically, he's quoted saying the guys who can put the puck in the net are getting too big a piece of the pie. Not the point. Yeah, they're the guys that are going to help you win win the game. Yeah, it depends on. I mean, I, I can agree to an extent that they're getting a lot of the money, but I mean, what else are you gonna like? You either pay them a fair amount of money. Or they walk and someone else will happily give it to them. Yeah. And this is from Especially Andy, in the current market. Yeah. And this is from Andy Strickland, who's the ringside reporter for Valley Sports Midwest. He says that Stars owner Tom Gaglardi isn't a fan of paying kids out of entry level big money. Says veteran players are getting squeezed because star players are being paid all the money. 
Which that's the point. That's the point. And and like you had said before we started recording recording, the Oilers signed Sam Gagne. That's signing a vet, but they didn't give Sam Gagne a five million dollar contract. No. Vets generally take less money because they're not the stars. You expect to pay your stars money. I mean, I mean, that's just a bad owner. But he is the one that gave both Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan over nine Wait, million dollars. Edmonton deal. signed him. Sorry, not Edmonton, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. I was yeah. like, wait a minute. But the Stars owner is the same one that approved a nine million, over $9 million for each of Ben and Sagan, which are two of the biggest black hole contracts in the entire league. But there's paying your vets millions of dollars and not being able to sign your kid. Yeah, you want a, a sound vet like Sam Gagne, you got the, basically the league minimum of seven fifty. Yep. Look, look at like uh, Bobby Ryan. He took a cheap contract to come to Detroit. Yeah, mainly because of Steve Eisenman and what he knew that he was building. Like if when you build the culture out and you have a general manager that is has the aura, if you will, of Eisenman, the clout. And you know that the ownership has always been behind this team going back to when we talked about the illages ad nauseum last time. Yep. Like that makes a difference. So what Dallas is doing. I mean, this is kind of where they've just kind of been meh for how, how, however long. Like, it's. I'll take uh, him. Go offer. Go offer him a six and a half million, seven million dollar contract. Go do it. He's an RFA, Give up right? a couple first round picks. Yeah, he's an RFA. It'll be, yep. Yeah, so that'd be a hell of an offer sheet right there. Do it because they clearly don't care. Really? Otherwise, yeah. they'd have signed him already. Dallas, Dallas. Oh, they're they've got they've got money, plenty of money. Oh, they oh, don't want to give it to him though. 6.3 mil. He's the only RFA. So they, well, is, is Jake Ottinger an RFA? Because I thought Jake was too. Uh, they signed Jake to a, a deal, three year deal. Okay. So they've got Jason Robertson left and they've got the money to do it. They just don't want to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if anything, the smart move here would be a two year like bridge deal. Because then you're going to have several, you're going to have Pavelski's five and a half million falling off after this season. You've got, actually, that's really the big one that you need to fall off. But then they still have to pay Rupe Hints. Yep. They've got, if you look at their next year, Gurionov. It's a ton. They've got a ton of expiring contracts. It's like their whole team next season. They're, They're like Detroit, but they've got, I mean, there's a little bit more. More they have to sign. We didn't have to sign anything. Well, we've got to make extensions. We're, we're about to be. Well, we will. But when when all of our contracts fell off, it was a lot of people that weren't going to be re-signed. We were able to replace them with better players. Right. They've got some good players are going to have to resign. I mean, is he going to get to the point, though? I mean, because they have until I think it's what, December 5th or something, when, a weird date, December, that if an RFA is not signed by then, they can't participate in the season. So if they lose Jason Robertson, for three months, two or three months. I mean, they're screwing themselves already. So the wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL week one action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. 
DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So I've been listening to a lot of the Factually podcast with Adam Conover. You might know him from Adam Ruins Everything, and it's been great. One reason it's been great to listen to, because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons give you 8 hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life and are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. They have three customizable sound profiles, whether you're listening to music or podcasts like us. They have earbud tap functions to start, stop, pause, answer your phone calls, the, the earbud functions you need without having to open up your phone and flip through options. And they have noise isolation, which blocks out the outside noise so you can hear what you're listening to a lot better. For me personally, I enjoy the awareness mode that lets you hear kind of outside conversations if you're listening to something, but also need to pay attention to what's going on around you. So go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash THPN. Uh, we want to move on, though, to the Detroit Red Wings. Like we said, yeah. prospect tournament and training camp does start tomorrow in Traverse City. And the Red Wings did release their roster. There are a lot of free agent invitees, and those are kind of who I want to go over because we all know the names and the prospects. Uh, Pasquale Zito is going to be there. He was a recent draft. Uh, Cross Hannes, who the Red Wings just signed not long ago. Amadeus Lombardi, who kind of lit up, who lit up the scrimmages. And it's just, we know these names. We know it's three on three. We know. We're fine. Chill. But we want to go into kind of the undrafted free agents. And I want to start with 20-year-old Ivan Ivan out of Ostrava, Chechia. He plays center. He is six foot, 190 pounds. So that is an NHL frame. Mm-hmm. And last, huh? How old is he? 20? He's 20. Yep. And last season with the Kate Brenton screaming Eagles, he had 65 points in 65 games. Kate Brenton, same place that Evgeny Svechnikov played his junior hockey for the Kate Brenton screaming Eagles. Um, but 65 points in 65 games. He was the highest scoring player on the team. He was a minus 52, which tells you that he played at a point per game pace while the rest of his team was garbage, basically, to be a minus 52. So uh, the season before that, actually, the season before that, he didn't play in the queue because it was shut down. But in 1920, he had 22 points in 62 games. So that's a big jump in about two seasons and being really good on a really bad team, plus being a center. And you can never have too much center depth. Yeah. Uh, When I was talking to Ethan yesterday or a couple days ago, we said, throw him, throw him in the AHL, give him to the Griffins. There's an injury. Call him up. I mean, it's this perfect guy who you can sign to the Red Wings could sign to a two way contract where he makes a little bit of money if he's in the AHL and makes more money if he's in the NHL. And if there's an injury, you don't have all the center depth in the world. You've got Chase Pearson down there. But other than that, you don't have a ton of center depth. So go ahead and sign him to a contract. And throw him in the A and see what he does. If he does really good in the A, then you got pieces to work with. I see mm-hmm. no downside. He was also really excited about coming. He had talked to Dan Cleary and he had said he was really, really excited when they reached out. 
he said he would have even skipped the World Juniors to go to the Red Wings prospect tournament, like the uh, prospects development camp, the scrimmages they had. Yeah, earlier like in the summer. Yeah, and Danny's like, no, don't don't do that. He's like, go play in in the World Juniors, and then you will be able to come to uh, prospect camp or the tournament and training camp in the fall. Or yeah, it'll be fall. No, falls in like two weeks. No, next week. But anyway, he he was willing to. He was willing to not go to the World Juniors to come to Red Wings camp, which I mean, that's something. Right. So, Ivan Ivan, big guy. And it's a great name. It's he made Tony Ferrari's all name team. I'll say I, Neil, I, we know that you want him simply for the fact that it's going to be on a T-shirt as soon as he's signed. Yeah, I want Ivan Ivan T-shirt. Does everything start officially tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yep. Game. Uh, no, right. game. Was- game one is Friday. Right. But the actual. Everyone gets together and practices tomorrow yeah no yeah brandon was just texting me a little bit ago apparently he is uh loving life yep he is hanging out with all of the equipment guys from grand rapids in detroit having beer and food at somewhere in traverse city right now beautiful brandon i hate you but i love you at the same time (laughs) and i'm very jealous so ivan ivan the one thing they want him to do is kind of uh work on his skating which is possible he could be a better skater that is something that is fixable so it's an exciting guy, I think, to have in. He's probably going to be the biggest uh, free agent invitee name that is at the prospect tournament. The next one we're going to go to is Andrew Oak, played for the Saginaw Spirit. He is a goalie, six foot two, two oh one for Saginaw last season in 36 games played. He had a four six three goals against and an eighty four point eight save percentage, Ooh. which is really ugly. But in uh, Especially for, uh, like the OHL. That was his only season in the OHL, though. He was slated to play in 2020-21. That season didn't happen. And mm. at the World Junior Championships, he had one game played, and it was a shutout. So, I mean, he's slated to play with Saginaw again. And, I mean, oh. this, he's 18. Oh, shit. And he's, okay. from, and he's from Shelby Township. So, that's nice. A local but, boy. Yeah, local kid. And uh, he, it, it's, I mean, again, this is just throwing him a bone to see what happens and it's a it's a it's a show me and maybe you can get a little better look at him and maybe you can get him into the system in some capacity maybe you bring him into toledo but he's still only 18 so he's got time he'll probably go back to the ohl yeah especially as a goalie yep uh we'll move on to left wing right left wing or right wing it says just winger riley piercy who played for the flint firebirds now flint is is getting some good players like drafted out of there. If you think, you know, Ty Delandria uh, in Dallas was in the mm-hmm. Flint Firebirds. He is 20 years old uh, from Mississauga, Ontario, six foot three, 205. Big guy. Wow. That's a yeah. Big, that's an Iserman right there. Last season in Flint, in 59 games played, he had 58 points, 27 goals, 31 assists. Uh, like I said, though, he is 20. He has played. In the OHL since 2018-19, he started with the Barry Colts. The played there for two seasons was must have been traded to Flint, where he had 21 uh, points in 27 games, and then, like I said, 58 and 59 in last season. So another winger who is, like I said, 20 big 20 year old winger who looks like he could have some some offense in him. So I guess we'll see now. Bottom six wing we probably have room i mean there's gonna be some competition there we might have room now again grand rapids is gonna need players too so yeah 
That's what these free agent invitees are there. See if you find something in them that you think you like and, and maybe move them into the system in some capacity. What George Malik, George Malik did a really good write up about the Red Wings prospect tournament roster on Riley Piercy says, as I recall, the 20 year old Piercy, a Flint Firebirds forward, attended the summer development camp, but he didn't stand out despite his 6'3", 205 pound status. He posted 58 points in 59 games for Flint, and he could be a late bloomer, but time will tell. And that's what all of these are, basically. Right. Uh, we will move to center Jake U- Uberti or Uberti, however he pronounces it. Six foot one, 207 pounds. So again, you see it running three here. Uh, Mississauga Steelheads. He played last season in 30 games, had 19 points. He also played for the Niagara Ice Dogs last season and had 16 points in 22 games. And he had four points in the OHL playoffs. We've got another 20 year old, six foot one, 185 pound. Uberti hasn't found his form as of yet in the OHL. Uh, He's a bit of an unknown quantity as he didn't play during his first draft year because the OHL was shut down. Mm. And this is where you will see a lot of these guys that go as free agent invitees because they didn't get that playing experience when the league was shut down. They're a year behind and they may not have looked so good last season because they were rusty and they hadn't played actual hockey in a while. And this is where the GMs are going to kind of go, hey, we watched tape on you two years ago and there was something there in this last season. It looked not as good but you did have a whole year off. Come in and show us what you can do. If that spark looks like it's still there, if the tendencies look like they're still there, you're trying to hit on a guy who was not drafted for reasons out of his own control, basically, which is where I think we had talked about before. I think things could get interesting there. I just want to watch these guys play because until I see them, like obviously they're the invites, so it's hard to tell. You know, I mean, I have full faith in what, is being written about them, but until we get the inside scoop, actually get eyes on, and then it'll be nice to follow up with some of these guys, in particular with Daniela, to see what her impression of is of it was of them, because I think that'll help. Because I mean, she's going to be there every day this for the next two weeks, so yeah, um, it'll give me a little bit more oomph to provide your secondary feedback because. I was just looking at the Grand Rapids like current roster, what they've got listed. They've technically got four lines available. However, one of those guys on here is Joe Valino, which is not happening. Well, it could happen. Could be. And then Bergeron. And then they've only got five guys listed for defense. And one of them's not Simon Edmondson. So <laughs> we hope. We hope one of them is not Simon Edmondson by the yeah. end of end of preseason. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, the Grand Rapids, it's the way things play out, especially last season, like they were hurting for bodies yep. and they're going to be dealing with that likely again this year. I mean, you got to hope that Tatayev is going to be coming back healthy and good to go. Have you heard anything on that one? Actually, he, he is going to be playing at the prospect tournament and okay. he is going to be at development camp. Uh, He did have to miss that. Basically, he played nine games last season and then was out and had to have surgery. Uh, But he is going to be back and ready to go. It seems like he is healthy and and, and ready to get out there. That'll be Um, huge. Yeah, George had written on Tutiaev, uh, 20-year-old Kuro Tutiaev missed a good chunk of the past season with a shoulder injury, but the Griffins signed him to a two-year extension because the 5'10", 176-pound native of 
Yekaterinburg, Russia, is an amazing stick handler, playmaker, and scorer who is just small and underpowered. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's. I mean, hopefully, with this extended time off for him, it's he's been able to get back into the weight room. I know. In game shape. Yeah, getting game shape for one, but just getting that conditioning and strength back to the shoulder, that's a tough one. So he was able to actually get in there, do the things right. If he's fully cleared, that's even better. Because did they, we ever know what it was? Was it a labrum issue, an actual like shoulder joint? Uh, all I saw was repairing his shoulder. I, I know that since he had the injury, he was in a sling for quite a while. So, no, all I all I had read was that he he had shoulder surgery. Gotcha. So, well, here's to hoping he's <coughs> excuse me back and good to go because he was exciting to watch in that short time before he did get hurt. Yeah. And then he just disappeared. And we all thought that what the hell just happened. So, yeah. And Dan Cleary had even said that he's just I mean, he's a machine. He's got that Russian that Russian hockey willpower in him that just makes him go. And he Speaking wants to do it. So Russian hockey willpower. You Chelnikov, man. Yeah, he's cooled off. He's he had shit, a, he's getting, well, he, he only played getting four shit minutes. minutes. Yeah, four minutes. Yeah. So they like to they're bouncing him around. So he did get that. He had almost a hat trick and he yeah. had like a four point game and played over 20 minutes that game. Now, were those preseason? Uh, that was a preseason game. I, I think, think. It was uh, maybe not. But he, he played like 20 minutes that game. He made his he made the KHL roster. And has been getting like four or five minutes. There was like one game where he got over 10, but he's been getting like four or five minutes and you're not going to show off very much in four or five minutes. We yeah. know that. I but, mean, it's, it, it, you could almost compare it to maybe Raymond or Casper in their first year in the SHL. Sure. Where you're just like, we know there's talent and skill there. Why is this guy getting wasted uh, at yep. the men's like top tier? So could you see him? Do you think he's going to drop back to the NHL then? Uh, I don't or know. Is that almost kind of like a situation where he it's, it's almost pointless? Like So as of this morning, he was on the CSK's Moscow's um, roster again. He was not mm -hmm. dropped back down to junior. Gotcha. So he's still on the men's league roster. I think he'll stay there. Even if he's getting fourth line minutes, I think it, it gives him a better opportunity to play against the higher competition and to play against mm -hmm. men. So it gets him a little more used to it. Right. Uh, so so next, I have a... Yeah, Very ahead. unrelated roster announcement. So hockey jerseys on Twitter. Yeah. They just posted, prepare yourself, that the reverse retro 2.0 jersey series will officially be re released by Adidas on Thursday, October 20th. So one week into the season. Teasers will be released on October 19th, and this is according to multiple sources. So we've got to wait over a month to get teasers. It's just right after the season starts to get teasers. Well, the 19th teasers, the 20th is the official release. Why would you tease the jersey a day before the release? Just oh, release the jersey. Oh, you, don't, you mean it's not going to be leaked? I mean, some of them have already been leaked and they're kind of ugly, but you think? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Like Adidas is losing the contract. That's going to happen. They're not going to have the hockey contract anymore. And if it goes to Fanatics, I will jump off of a very tall cliff. But yeah. I just yeah. I can't do it. Just stop the reverse retro or let fans vote or something. Give me three options and let me vote because it's it's very, very bad. But the next player we're going to talk about is Marcus Limpar Lance. 
He is 20 or 19. He is 19 years old. He is a six foot 187 pound center out of Salentuna, Sweden. Ooh. Last season, he played for Rebro in the J20 National in 42 games played, had 37 points and two points in six playoff games. So that is the SHL junior team. Okay. And uh, 37 points in 42 junior team games. Not terrible. How old was he again? He is 19. He is slated okay. to play this season for the Sarnia Sting. Uh, he is Swedish. We love our Swedes. He is. Really? Yeah, he is six foot. He is 187 pounds, so he can grow into that frame. And he's a center. We've invited been, centers. Like Obviously not. So is, is he. Will he still be draft eligible or is he past that point now? Uh, I think you can be draft eligible. He should still. Well, March 30th is his birthday. So he just has birthday should be draft eligible for one more year, shouldn't he? You go in at 18, work? you're passed over. Tricky, uh, well, we drafted, um, speaking of Buchelnikov, he's 19. He was drafted. Well, yeah, I know you can draft 19-year-olds, but does it stop at 19? Is that where? Uh, I'd have to go back and look. These rules are so stupid, but uh, I'd have to go back and look. But he is 19, and uh, yeah, he, he played good in the, the SHL juniors. I'm wondering why he's coming over to the OHL, though. Yeah, that is interesting. Why would you leave like the AHL equivalent of the SHL to come to, come to juniors instead of playing in the SHL or the Swedish juniors again? Here it is. So to be eligible, this is from 2013, but I really doubt that the draft age piece has changed much. To be eligible, players must be 18 years old by September 15th and under 20 years old by December 31st in the draft year. However, non-North American players over 20 years old are eligible. North American players, so this could be where he gets kind of screwed by going to the draft route or wanting to be drafted potentially, unless he's going to be young enough next year. North American players who go undrafted by age 20 are considered to be unrestricted free agents. Yep. All non-North Americans must be drafted before they can sign an NHL contract despite their age. Okay. So he would have to be, that's why he's probably going to Sarnia to be that, get that time in. So he could be signed instead of having to go back through the draft. So he could potentially, if he's going to be 20, when does he turn 20? It would be next March. So maybe he would be eligible then. My whole thing is like, why do they have to make this so confusing? Why can't yeah, they just that was set actually a thing? pretty straightforward? I mean, but I think that the biggest thing that I'm taking from it is if he's not going to be entering the draft as a very old player, then he's going to be unrestricted and he can go wherever he wants at that point. Which is what I would do, which makes sense why you would come over to North America yeah. to to sign a contract there, because then you're no longer a foreign player. You're a yep. North American player and a team can just sign you. So maybe yeah. he thinks like his performance was so good last season that he can come over here and then just sign a contract. I mean, that could be also the purpose of the PTO or the. The camp tryout invite is yeah. that he gets it, figures out what's going on there, goes to Sarnia for a year. If things go well there, then maybe he ends up coming back to Grand Rapids. Could be. But I think it's another one. Again, center depth is what you want. And yeah. he's he was a productive center in the Swedish Junior League, which is a, a good league. Uh, next, we have Julian Anstel, A-N-C-T-I-L, Anctil. How would you pronounce that, Ryan? A-N-C-T-I-L. 
Engtel? That's what I thought. Uh, Where's he, he from? Uh, he is from Laval, Quebec. Ooh. Angtil. So he is, fr- he is French. Maybe. No. Uh, he is a six foot 174 pound center who shoots right. Last season played for the Sherbrooke Phoenix in the QMJ, had 68 points in 67 games. In the season before 2021, he played 24 games and had 10 points. And in 1920, he had 39 points in 63 games. So over three seasons, he has really picked up his production. And uh, he's 21 years old now. So 21 year old, right shot center. And again, center depth, center depth, center depth, center depth. That's all we can say is center depth. And we need more of it. Grand Rapids is going to need it. Our entire uh, organization needs it. And these are guys you're looking at to maybe find something, right? Mm -hmm. It really just depends on who ends up coming to Detroit from Grand Rapids. Because you look at their roster, they got Pearson. Yep. Bellino listed as, as there right now. Spiza and Chris Guolo. Yep. But then they also have Joel Lesperance, or however you say that. He's That's listed right. on, on their team. And so there's five centers that they've got straight up on the roster right now. So, but we also know that Bergeron, he's left wing, right wing, um, could also play center as well. So I think they're actually not as bad off as maybe we thought they were, but. But if they find something better, then that's something better. That's what they're looking for. Uh, So next we have Jacob Matthew, Matthew, M-A-T-H-I-E-U is Matthew, right? Matthew, yes. Uh, Matthew Gandineau was spelled the same way, if I recall. 18 years old from, holy shit, St. Odilon (laughs) de Cranbourne, Quebec. That is where he is from. <laughs> I don't you gotta say that with more of a strong French accent. I feel like I can't even say that with the, an American accent. Uh, like I said, he's 18. Ready, Ryan? Five foot ten, 216 pounds. I'm sorry, what? Five ten, two sixteen. 216. Does he have redwoods for fucking legs? He's 18 years old, too. Uh, he is a center. Send his name in the chat. I want to see this guy. Uh, it's Jacob Matthew, M-A-T-H-I-E-U. Oh, like Jacob, J-A-C-O-B, like Jacob. Good. Like you're an American spelling Jacob. Um, Who does he play for? He plays for uh, Ramuski Oceanic. There it is. All right, that's him. Uh, so he actually has a scouting report from uh, last season, uh, this last draft. Says he knows his options, prepares his passes with deception and pulls them off with good timing, waiting for lanes to open, moving his feet to find those lanes and the puck rapidly before they close. He has good sense for positioning for where the play is heading next and how to support that play. He had a good scouting report, which is kind of weird why he didn't get drafted last season. He had 35 points in 68 games with Ramuski in 2020-21. He split time for, uh, between the Levi Sh- uh, Chevaliers in the QM AAA and Ramuski in the QMJ. He had 14 points in 23 games with Ramuski last season. Uh, the season before, sorry, 2020-21. So, I mean, it's he had a scouting report that was favorable for him. He went undrafted. He's thick with two Cs in a lot of spaces, and I don't know what, what the deal is there. How does he weigh 200? Like, where is the weight? 
<laughs> I don't, maybe he's just real dense. Like you look at him and it he's 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 slight. He looks 18. Yeah, he does. I don't but I don't know where is he part of like Dylan Larkin's hockey, butt like program, that's what or? I think. Maybe he is like a neutron star. Maybe he's just he's collapsing in upon himself and it's just really dense. Huh. I don't know. But this is another one where he's sure he's kind of short, but with that weight, I feel like he'd be much harder to get off the puck because he's heavy. And normally the heavy players like that have a lower have a lower center of gravity and can get better control. So like it says, he's got good hockey IQ. He knows where to be and, and when to be there. He knows where to pass and where the play is going. This is one that because he was scouted well, he has reports on him and was passed over that maybe he has a, a better shot, even though he's a little shorter has a better shot of getting a contract, if not here, maybe they, at least getting a contract in general. Right. I'm actually reading an article about him uh, from July. I think. Okay. And his hope right now, because he went undrafted this year. Yep. So it sounds like the wings reached out right after to invite him to camp. Um, he was apparently ranked the 204th best forward in North America. Okay. But his intent here is that if he's not claimed after the draft, let's see. It looks like he's going to go back to the queue. He's slated for the queue. He's going to go back to the queue, and he's going to try to get drafted as a 19-year-old. He'll he'll re-enter, which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but if the Red Wings reached out to him, like, directly after the draft, then he's, he's one that was probably on their list, and there were just so many other ones on their list that they were able to get, but he was still there, so they see something in him. Yeah, he's, it said that the, his agent told him the news the day after the last day of the draft this year. <laughs> uh, guess what? You're going to the Red Wings camp. Uh, they didn't draft you, but you're still going to go uh, play with them and, and do some prospect tournament stuff and training. Yeah. They're they're interested in you, but they weren't that interested. <laughs> hey, I mean, it, to him, I mean, that's that's still great for him because absolutely the door's not totally closed. He is 18 and he's going back for another year in the queue, which if he can. Hit it off. We've seen guys get drafted from there that are pretty well off. So, yeah, I've uh, got a couple more left. We've got Mitchell Martin, Mitchell Martin. Ready for this one, Ryan? Six foot four, 205 pound left. There, we go. there uh, we go. Now from, we're in business from Sudbury, Ontario. He is 19 years old. There was also a scouting report on him by Elite Prospects. It says Martin's an NHL shooter firing quick release outside leg wristers and textbook inside leg wristers masked inside his stride. He chains together pass receptions, dekes, and shots under pressure. That shot comes bundled with off-puck instincts. He's always open, whether that's by finding space between checks, controlling his speed to stay in the passing lane, or pushing off defenders into space just as the puck comes into the slot. Last season for the Kitchener Rangers in the OHL, he had 17 goals and 23 assists for 40 points in 65 games matching that with 12 points in 12 playoff games. I mean, this kid, the season before he played in the NOJHL, I have, I'm guessing that's the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League. Sure. Uh, He played there, had 10 games, eight points. The season before that in the Junior Hockey League, he had 61 points in 52 games. So again, huge. That's big. 6'4", 205, and he's 19. 
So we, we saw what happened with guys like Soderblom and Edvinson, where after they're drafted, I mean, Soderblom grew like five inches. Edvinson grew a couple, two or three inches. So mm-hmm. this kid could hit six, five, six, six, maybe. Yeah. And he's already at 205. He, the, the scouting report on him sounds good. And he's a winger. So maybe you get it says he has an NHL shot. Now, I don't know how much I read into that going undrafted. Um, uh, George's thing on him says he doesn't use his size or at least didn't during summer development camp. So I think it's it's another guy who's who's a project and you tell him to work on some stuff and at summer camp and then you bring him back and, and see what he does. And you keep an eye on him. But it's a guy. I mean, you can't teach size. That's the thing. And the league is getting more skilled, but it's getting bigger and more skilled. Now, there are going to be smaller guys that are the exception. Mm-hmm. But if Eiserman builds a team of 90 percent of them are six foot two or taller. I mean, he's, he's already going that route. So you've got your mountain team with skill. That's the thing is those big guys still got to be able to move their feet and they got to be able to do things. Yep. So. This seems like a kid that if he can put it together, he'll be another big guy with skill. And that's interesting. And I can see why they brought him to camp, because you can't teach size. And his scouting report is favorable. We're already seeing what they can do with size at this point. I mean, you look at Rasmussen and his progression the last couple of years in particular. You look at really just who they've been drafting. Soderbloom, we already mentioned Evanson. I know that's a very short list of guys. It's because I'm on the roster in front of me and my mind is blank on the rest, but they're not afraid to go after them. Yep. We know that the, the development can take place because <clears throat> as we talked about with Raz in particular, he's the easiest one to focus on in this situation because he was horrible on the puck. Actually, I just shouldn't say horrible. He was horrible on his feet. Yeah, he fell and down a lot. We had made fun t- of him several times for it. Yep. So, But much like what you just mentioned there for this kid, is that he's maybe not necessarily strong on the puck. That's a teachable thing for him. And as long as the strength is there and he's got the balance and other simple attributes, if you will. Attribute? Attributes, whatever. (laughs) Shut up. Um, (laughs) You know what? I mean, it's, that's all you can hope for. And again, it's it's tryout. So we'll see what happens. It's, it, it just fits in line with what Iserman's been doing with the revamp. So, yeah. Uh, there are two Grand Rapids, two players that were signed to Grand Rapids that will be at the prospect tournament and training camp in Drew Warad and Trenton Bliss. Uh, Trenton Bliss did very well his season before signing with the Griffins. He had 40 points uh, for Michigan Tech. He played for Michigan Tech and he was good at development camp and that he'll be a depth guy if the Red Wings need a call up just to fill in a bottom kind of position uh, when injuries do eventually happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Drew Warad is six foot two, 185 pounds. Uh, he is coming off a 45 point season in the WCHA with Western Michigan University. And they like his size and ability to pass the puck. And at least we're intrigued enough to give him an AHL deal. He'll fight for a spot in Grand Rapids or Toledo and kind of be one of the older guys at the prospect tournament that'll be able to help the kids out uh, that are still learning. As far as recent draft picks that will be at the prospect tournament, you have Pasquale Zito. Mm-hmm. You have Amadeus Lombardi. You great. have. Yeah, it's a great name. You've got uh, Simon Edvinson, of course. You've got uh, Emil Vero, 
Oscar Plandowski and Tanias Mathurian. Those are some of the more recent draft picks. And uh, Sebastian Kosa is goaltender. Okay. We'll be Kosa, there. Right. Yep. Uh, you, but I mean, a lot of people are going to be excited to watch Elmer play and see what he can do and just manhandle the children out there. Dude, I, I can't wait to get the uh, the direct insight and feedback from Brandon this year. And Daniela, man. And, well, yeah, Daniela. But I mean, Brandon's our, our boots on the ground, if you will. So as long as he's not tucked away in a corner, hidden away for his security duties, we'll be getting those fresh updates, hopefully in the Discord like we did last year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But like I said, we do have that's this is just kind of a primer. Again, there's nothing going on, but we did get the roster. So yeah. I kind of wanted to go through some of this stuff before we do get Daniela on next week to talk about actually what happened. Uh, the games will be streamed on YouTube, so you will be able to watch the games and the practices and everything uh, from the Red Wings Twitter uh, from the Red Wings YouTube channel, I believe. I noticed that the blue I didn't see the wings post anything, but the Blue Jackets posted today that all of the games for them will be strictly on, I think it was Twitter and their page. Let me double check that real quick. So which I know makes me wonder if the other teams will be doing that. Well, I know last season that the uh, redwings.com played uh, the games too. So. So the jackets posted today. Apparently they posted a lot of things. All right. So the 22. 2022 Traverse City Prospect Tournament. This, again, this is the Blue Jackets. They posted will be streaming solely on Twitter and bluejackets.com. So we'll have to keep an eye on what if the Wings actually post something because I think the intent was to have they typically go YouTube. But it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for Detroit. All Red Wings games of the 2022 NHL Prospect Tournament will be carried live on DetroitRedWings.com and the Red Wings social media platforms Facebook and YouTube. Every Red Wings game will feature game coverage commentary provided by Ken Cal, Art Regner, Daniela Bruce, and Carly Johnson. Every Red Wings game will feature game coverage commentary, and then it repeats that again for no reason. So, yeah, you'll be able to find it on Facebook or YouTube or the Detroit Red Wings website. I remember watching it on the Red Wings website last year, but if it's going to be on YouTube, that's much easier to stream on. So Mm -hmm. I'll be watching it on YouTube this year, but it will all be there. Friday? Uh, The first game is, yes. three. Yes. Uh, The Red Wings first game is Friday at three. The first game of the tournament is tomorrow. Tomorrow. You have Columbus versus St. Louis and Dallas versus Toronto. So you'll be able to watch those games. I will be watching them because it's actual hockey that will be happening tomorrow. Uh, What time do they play? Uh, Do the Red Wings play or just the first game tomorrow? Games. Yeah. Uh, 3 p.m. is Columbus versus St. Louis. 630 is Dallas versus Toronto. All right, I can probably watch the late game. The first game, absolutely can. Great. Ryan, I want to get your final thoughts before we sign off tonight. No, final thoughts is this is the final week of episodes where we don't have random nonsense to talk about. Like, we now have hockey back. And yeah. it's going to be fun things to talk about moving forward until it's not. But we won't. I'm not going to go there because that's sad and depressing. But... Yeah, you mentioned Daniela is on Monday, correct? Daniela is on Monday. So we'll get the immediate feedback on how things went for the prospects. We'll get the, the look right into the wings camp. And that's where things are going to start really hitting home and feeling real and getting really excited. We are now officially one month out from the home opener. And it's awesome. Did you get your tickets yet? No, no, not yet. I'll get them. Final thoughts. Greg, get your damn tickets for the home opener. <laughs> Already Ryan 33. 
Yeah, my final thoughts are going to be I hope everyone enjoys the new theme song that I'm picking out for next season. Uh, I'm oh. we're getting a new song. We're getting a new intro song for next season. So mm. there's going to be that. Uh, but like you can you're smiling really awkwardly. No, I, it's good. I'm kind of terrified. I'm trying to decide between a hard rock and harder rock. So I don't know which which one to go with yet, but I've got it down to like two options. Well, it so. sounds like it's already going to be better than whatever the, the Red Wings DJ has been the last three years. So we're in a good spot. I will let you preview the songs before I pick one. I appreciate that. Speaking of DJs, and I'm sorry to interrupt your uh, final thoughts, but the Tigers DJ was at the game on Monday night for my dad's birthday. Fantastic. It's like the Wings guy. Must Something's got to be good. LCA, went to Tiger Stadium and just now we got shit. Something's got to be good at the Tigers game, right? Because the Tigers sure as shit aren't good. No, the, the music was literally the highlight. I looked at my dad's <laughs> like, oh, another banger, man. Well, it, was all, can... it was all rock, all type stuff you want to hear at a, sta- a stadium. Good. You can follow me online at Bringing the Wing. You follow the Grindline Podcast online at Grindline Pod. We like to thank the Hockey Podcast Network for hosting our podcast and spreading us around all over the place. You can follow them at Hockey Podnet. We also like to thank Vintage Detroit for just being amazing. It is the only place you should get your hockey jerseys and Detroit jerseys from and worked on. They are phenomenal. Lynn is a boss. It's just an overall good time when you work with them. If you use a promo code GRINDLINE at Howie'sHockeyTape.com, you'll get 10% off. If you use that same promo code at Bring Hockey Back, you'll get 12% off. You can check out our merch at Redbubble.com by searching The GRINDLINE. And please go sub to us on YouTube uh put on those notifications click the like button we are getting more streams and it's awesome being able to interact with people but once we hit 500 uh subscribers we'll be able to turn on a community feature and be able to interact with more people on youtube so if you haven't subscribed go ahead and subscribe to us there and we can just increase that's the one thing we love about doing the podcast is being able to talk to people and interact with other fans and we want to do that more so if you if we get to that point on youtube we will just have another channel where people will be able to interact with us. But that is going to do it for us tonight. So for Ryan, I am Greg. You stay classy, Hockey Town.